The word says we're called to make disciples. We're growing in the word of God. Jesus Christ was sent to be our saviour. This is the Bromley Town Church Podcast. We pray God speaks to you through this message, blessing you as you live out God's word. Stream or download other sermon podcasts via the Bromley Town Church website or by using the SoundCloud app. Head over to BromleyTownChurch.com. Good morning to everybody. Good morning to you. I hope you're all well. Yes, this is the last time that I'm going to be standing here until Sunday, the 5th of September, which seems a few weeks away, doesn't it? In fact, it does seem it seems the summer is away. But that means that there's a little bit of change uh, that's going to happen. And you know what? Change tends to uh, promote conversation. T- change tends to promote a few challenges. Um, that's just the way that it is. It's not usually liked very much. And I, I guess I don't know whether I'm speaking to you or whether I'm speaking to myself when I'm saying these things, really. Uh, It's not really liked very much at first because, as the very word indicates, it means change. It means that things are no longer going to be exactly as they were. They're going to be different. And that's what it's going to be like here. And I guess you understand that the reason we don't like it is because we don't like uncertainty. We like to know where we are. We like to know what we're doing. We like to know what's going to happen tomorrow or the day after. We try to work everything out. We try to plan everything out. And of course, uncertainty, our not quite knowing, leaves us, oh, not quite sure about that. And that's just some of those things that we're going to have to deal with. Sometimes, though, we have to allow change to affect us and to work on us because we can learn from it. And this sabbatical is one of those times of change. But it's an opportunity for us to learn. Again, am I speaking to you or am I speaking to myself here? It's an opportunity for me to learn, but it's often an opportunity for us all to learn because as we're in a different circumstance, it forces us to learn about different things. It forces us to see things from a different angle. So it's an opportunity for us to learn. It's an opportunity for us to do things differently. Some of those things we might like. Some of those things we might think like, oh, actually, I'm not so sure about that. But whatever... We can process things through, and the one thing I know is this. Change comes, and change changes us. Whether it be uh, because we like it or we didn't like it, it still changes us. And even if it's like we've learned from mistakes, it changes us. And therefore, it is a positive thing, and it can have a positive effect on us. Isaiah says this, Isaiah 41, verse 10. He says, don't be afraid. For I am with you. And this is God speaking. Don't be afraid, for I am with you. Don't be discouraged, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will hold you up with my victorious right hand. Notice that this is a verse that we can take hold of in such a season as this. Notice that God says, Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. But we're thinking, like, hang on a second, God. Do you understand exactly what we're facing? Do you understand that, that, do I understand that I'm not going to be here? Why shouldn't we be afraid? Well, it's simply because of this. Because God says, because I'm with you. I'm with you. The one who's created the universe, the one who holds all things together, he has actually said, but I'm walking with you. So actually, although things may come against you which are different, although there may be challenges and situations, and I mean there's challenges this morning with our screen breaking down and it needing to be fixed, 
there's always challenges. You know what? Challenges face us every day. The thing that God says to us is, don't be afraid, for I am with you. But he doesn't necessarily, he goes on to say, but don't even be discouraged. And discouragement is what brings our heads down. And you know, the word of God says he is the lifter of our heads. He doesn't want us to be brought down. God wants us to be encouraged because he gives us strength. Don't even be discouraged because I am your God. What we need to do is to center ourselves on him. To hold on to those promises that we've been singing about because he is faithful in what he says and what he does. It's as if God is saying like, when we say like, don't be discouraged for I am your God. It's like God is saying to us, don't you remember or have you forgotten who I am? You need to keep your eyes on me. Now, I know that's something that we talk about a lot, keeping our eyes on Jesus. But we do need to keep our eyes on Jesus. And the truth is, yes, I try to, but often I forget. And things come against me, and they distract me. And therefore, I get confused. But you are the creator and the sustainer of the whole universe. And this is what God will do. He says, I will strengthen you and help you. So there we were, being afraid, being nervous, slightly downcast, when God says, hang on a second, you've forgotten who I am. I'm in charge of all things. I'm in charge of the universe. I know exactly what's going on. You might think you've planned these things. You might think you're facing challenges, but I know exactly what I'm doing. And I am coming to strengthen you and to help you. And when you hear that, you think, like, hang on a second, that's exactly what we need. That's exactly what we're looking for. We need God to come and strengthen us. We need God to come and help us. And he has promised that he will do just that. Not only to strengthen us, but he says, I will uphold you with my victorious right hand. Not just any hand, not just a hand that doesn't have any ability, but a hand that is victorious and is able to help us overcome. So when we come to occasions like this, we have to turn to God. Because truly he is there to help us. He cares for us. He's interested in us. He has plans for us. And so we mustn't think he doesn't care. Because you know what? If we think God doesn't care, we're actually doing him a disservice. His love for us is constant and stable, and he is with us each and every day. We might feel the stress of change, but God reminds us not to be afraid about change because he is with us. We face change. That's my first point. My second point is this. Remember the purpose. We face change, but we must remember the purpose, the purpose for what this whole change is about. The whole point of this sabbatical, the whole point of change, the whole point of the challenge that I've given out to the church is that it's a time for us, a season for us to seek God. Now, we can just let that pass. And you know what? Time just passes. But hang on a second. We've been called to purpose. And we therefore need to rise to purpose. The problem is, sometimes that takes effort, and we don't always like effort. We don't always like the adjustment. You see, there could be change in your own personal life, because you're saying, hang on a second, I'm going to press in, and I'm therefore going to give more time to God, or I'm going to set some things in my life that are different from what they were before. That's change. Change changes us, and change produces goodness. But the purpose of this time is that we're here to seek God. I don't need to tell you too much about why we need to seek God, or perhaps I do. 
But if you read your papers, even if you're just hearing about the fact that 80 million people are displaced around the world, if you're looking at our own country and what's going on, we're still dealing with the ravages of this COVID-19 situation. We don't know whether we're going to be released more on the 21st of June. We're worried about this other variant. What's going to happen? People are being vaccinated. There's all sorts of stuff going on. But never mind just about COVID. We know that outside there, our world is a dark world. And dark things are happening. The darkness is rising up, and it seems that the darkness is getting darker. But praise God, because of the work that he has done, he has sent light to come into the world. John 8 verse 12 says this, And Jesus said, I am the light of the world. He said, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. And not only was that Jesus, Jesus being the light of the world, sent of God into this world to bring light, but then he said to his disciples in Matthew 5.14, you are the light of the world. So God has put something in his people that is light. And that light, as we know, what light does, light overcomes darkness. And the very reason that we are here is that we have been called, we have been chosen, we have been filled with God's light that we may be able to push back the darkness and make a transformation in the society that's around us. Now, when we say that, we're saying, yes, that's right. That's the very thing that we're to do. But also, when we look at how successful we're being or how dark the world is or how evil the things are coming against us are, then we think, hang on a second, how well are we doing in this? And it's that very reason of saying, like, well, actually, how well? What is really going on? God, we need you. That is the central point of why we're facing this challenge, this change. That is the purpose of what we want to seek God for. Because we recognize there is an enormous challenge that is around us. How can we see God's light come into the very core of our nation so that our government are starting to make laws that are turning around the evil laws that we have into good laws? It seems almost impossible, but for him, nothing is impossible. So there is an enormous challenge. There's an enormous task. But it's not for us to suddenly think like, ah, let's come to him and we want to come before God and we want to ask him, God, what's the problem here? Is there problems in us? Are there things that are in us that we can't see, that we don't know about, that we haven't got hold of, that are causing issues? Lord, please come and help us. Please come and bring change. We face challenge, but we remember the purpose. And thirdly, we need to allow the Lord to shepherd us. Psalm 23, the first four verses, let me read them to you. I know this is familiar, but let's read them to you. The Lord is my shepherd, says David. I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his namesake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Now, as I say, I know these are familiar words, but can we say the same as David? The Lord is my shepherd. Now, many of us, and I think myself, will say, yes, yes, I know that. The Lord is my shepherd. But hang on, see, what David understood was that he allowed God to be his shepherd. That's the thing. He allowed God to be his shepherd. What does a shepherd do? The shepherd looks after the sheep. 
I was thinking before I was going away, what's going to happen here? How's this going to be answered? I've got lots of questions. And I come to this scripture and it just tells me, do you know what? There's only one person who can lead me. There's only one person who can lead you. And that is my shepherd, the Lord. But I have to let him lead. I have to trust that he is there. He is a good shepherd. He's not just a shepherd. He is a good shepherd. That's what Jesus said of himself. He is our good shepherd. So he has good intentions for each of our lives. He wants to help us. He wants to look after us. He wants to encourage us and to help us. So therefore, we need to be like David and say, you, Lord, are my shepherd. Now, the interesting thing about David is this. is It's not as though everything went right for David. You see, David said, the Lord is my shepherd. And because he knew that, he went on to say, I shall not want. Because I know that God is over all, because I know that God is for me, because I know that God leads me in his ways, the right way for me to go, I can trust in him. And therefore, he can say, I shall not want. But hang on a second. If you look at the life of David, if you say, did he want? I think he wanted. He wanted a lot of things. He could have wanted some victory, some peace. You think about the battles of when Saul was after him to kill him. I want to know that my life is safe. I want to know where I've got somewhere to stay. I want to know if I'm ever going to become king, which you promised, by the way. I've been anointed. You see, David had lots of wants. So it wasn't that he had no needs in life or he had no difficulties. Think of his son Absalom. His son Absalom rises up to take the kingdom from him and he has to run away from Jerusalem. David had wants, even if it was the practical one of where am I going to sleep? What am I going to eat? Who's going to protect me? David had wants. So it's not just do I have any wants. It's about trusting that God is able to shepherd me. And I have to say to you, as much as I do to myself, we need to take hold of this. Are we going to allow God to shepherd us during this season? Are we going to allow him to take us where he wants to take us? Or are we going to continue to do what we so often see on the hillsides or in the farms when we actually see sheep? You know, you come to see a sheep and then they suddenly they, one of them rushes off and because one's rushed off a whole group of them are around or oh, they think oh here we've got to go somewhere so they all rush off and they get themselves caught in this and uh, they're all over the place sheep and we are described as being sheep in scripture we're running all over the place we think we know what's right to do we think we know where the best places of pasture are we think we can escape through that little hole because we want to get out of this fenced area because we think there's better grass the other side there's all the things that we think as sheep but we have to put all of those things down and to say Lord you are my shepherd so that's why I say when it starts off that scripture the Lord is my shepherd The question for us to realize is this, is that true for me? And I speak that to myself at this time, Lord, I need you to be my shepherd. I need to calm down. I need to allow you to have your authority over my life. The shepherd is the one who dictates what is best for the sheep, but he does it because he loves the sheep and he wants the best for his sheep. The shepherd's role is to produce the best fattest, you know, beautiful sheep that he possibly can. That's what his role is. 
And that's what God wants to do with us. I don't know about the fatness thing, but you know, you know what I mean. This general well-being. That's what that word meant. General well-being. That's what God's looking for. Psalm 100 verse 3. Know that the Lord is God. It is he who made us. We are his. We are his people. The sheep of his pasture. This is so, the struggle that we have of our independence is great. We've lost sight. This very scripture tells us exactly what the situation is. He made us. He sustains us. He is our shepherd. And he will watch over us. And we just need to take that on board. We find it difficult because we do seek to struggle against that. And right now, all of the things that we're facing, I don't know about you, I feel daunted by it. The challenge... Change is coming. I don't know if I like the change. I'm just aware that change is here. I want the challenge of it. I want to see the other side of it. I want to know. See, there's all this demands for security and wanting to know, and that's typical of change. But we've got to come before God. There is a purpose that is behind all of this, and the purpose is very important. We want to allow God to shepherd us and to help us, not just me, but all of us. We're, all of us are entering into a season of change. It's only going to last 11 weeks and a couple of days, in actual fact. Okay? It's not that long. And it's going to be summer, so sun will be shining. I, that's a prophetic announcement for you. Okay? So we're going to be enjoying that. The time will suddenly come, and then you'll all be thinking, like, oh no, Jonathan's here. He's going to give us a hard time. And maybe that's true. Who knows? Who knows? But God loves us, and he will do what is right for us. So as we come together, let's just remember this scripture from Isaiah and that passage from Psalm 23, but particularly from Isaiah where God says to us, don't be afraid for I am with you. Don't be discouraged for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my victorious right hand. Amen. Thank you for listening to this message from Bromley Town Church. You are always welcome to visit us on a Sunday morning or join us again for more messages here online. You can also stay connected with us at www.bromleytownchurch.com.